Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. From The Recount, I'm Rena Ninen, and you're listening to The Recount Daily Pod. Today's Wednesday, September 1st. I think there's going to be a before and an after for everybody when they talk about the pandemic. That was psychologist Dr. Lisa Damore speaking about stressful and traumatic times and how people can adapt to turn these into opportunities for growth. It's an important note for all of us before we head into the fall and winter months of this pandemic. We'll dig into how to manage these powerful emotions a little later on. But first, your morning headlines. We begin in Afghanistan, where the final departure of U.S. forces was met with a night of fireworks and celebratory gunfire by the Taliban. That celebration was short-lived, though. Taliban touring the newly controlled Kabul airport expressed anger and disappointment at the destruction of military planes, helicopters, and other equipment left behind by departing American forces. A Taliban spokesman said that they are hoping to have good relationships with the rest of the world. A defiant President Joe Biden addressed the nation to mark the end of nearly 20 years of war in Afghanistan. As we turn the page on the foreign policy has guided our our nation the last two decades. We've got to learn from our mistakes. Now to COVID. In an exclusive interview with ABC News, the Health and Human Services Office of Inspector General is reporting an increase in people creating, selling, and using fake vaccine cards. One woman in New Jersey who went by the Instagram name Anti-Vax Mama was arrested for selling hundreds of fake vaccine cards. She and another woman who worked at a medical clinic in New York also allegedly entered the names of people who had paid $250 into the New York immunization database. Fifteen people were charged in total, including 13 who had purchased the cards. Those purchasers include some hospital and nursing home workers. In Florida, a scathing new report from the Miami Herald is accusing the Florida Department of Health of changing the way they report COVID deaths in order to give the appearance of a decline. 
So instead of reporting COVID deaths by the date they're recorded, as most states currently do, they're now reporting deaths by the date the death occurred. So to give you an example of the dramatic difference this makes, on Monday, Florida would have reported 262 deaths had they still been using the old method. But with the new methodology, that meant the state recorded only 46 new deaths. Now to Virginia, where after 70 years, Governor Ralph Northam granted posthumous pardons for seven black men known as the Martinsville Seven. The men were executed after being convicted by a white jury of raping a white woman. According to the governor's office, some of the defendants were unable to read their signed confessions, and none were questioned with an attorney present. The son of DeSale Grayson, one of the victims, spoke at the pardon-signing ceremony. Because I know that the mistake has been made, and it's time now that that mistake would be rectified. Finally, we end in Texas, where the state legislature just passed a major bill to tighten what were already some of the nation's strictest voting rules. The bill's passage was a victory for state Republicans, who were forced to put the legislation on hold for six weeks after a dramatic walkout by Democrats. Governor Greg Abbott is expected to sign the bill. Among other things, the bill bans 24-hour and drive through voting. It also adds ID requirements for voting by mail. And now to our daily deep dive. Trauma and stress are things that impact our lives but are rarely talked about. I entered podcasting a year ago, interested in helping parents unpack mental health issues. The podcast is called Ask Lisa, The Psychology of Parenting, and my co-host, psychologist Dr. Lisa Damore, joins us today. She's a New York Times bestselling author of the books Untangled, Guiding Teenage Girls for the Seven Transitions into Adulthood, and Under Pressure, Confronting the Epidemic of Stress and Anxiety in Girls. She also writes a monthly adolescence column for the New York Times. I couldn't imagine a better person to help us unpack the effects of trauma and stress than my good friend, Lisa. Welcome, Lisa. Rena, I am delighted to be with you here. So, you know, we've got so much in the news from Afghanistan to COVID to economic hardship, stress, trauma. They're just powerful emotions we rarely talk about. What is the difference between stress and trauma? Oh, I am so glad you're asking. It's one of those things as a psychologist, as I listen to the discourse around this and people use these terms in ways that are actually pretty different from how psychologists use them. And so I am thrilled to have a chance to unpack how we talk and think about these because I think it will help people feel better. And that's that's the business I'm in. So when we talk about stress and the we here being psychologists, we mean that it's something that requires adaptation. Anything that requires us to change how we do things, you know, we experience as stressful. What's important about our use of the term stress is that for us, it's neutral. It can happen around good and bad things. Part of what I want people to know is that just because they're feeling stressed, that doesn't mean it's bad. And I think that the kind of negative flavor that stress has taken on in the discourse in sort of the broader society makes people feel like something's wrong if they're stressed even if it's a good growth-giving stress. And that's why we like some stress is that it does cause growth. But people sometimes feel stressed about, you know, taking on a new job or a new project, which is expectable, but then they become stressed about being stressed. So what's a trauma and what's the difference between them? So when psychologists say trauma, we actually don't mean the event. We mean how the event impacts the individual. So 
one thing that is very clear to us from years and years of research is that two people can go through the same event. Rena, you and I could both be in the same car crash and one of us could walk away traumatized and the other person might not walk away traumatized. And what the trauma comes down to is, did that person become overwhelmed? Did it blow their coping resources out of the water? Did it basically leave a big psychological mark? And what we know, and this is from decades of researching soldiers who've returned from wartime and people who've gone through terrible experiences, is that there's a lot of factors that will drive whether or not an experience becomes traumatic to an individual. It might be the psychology they brought into the event. It might be the resources they had around them at the time of the event. It might be the support that was available to them right after the event. So what we're interested in is how was it received by the individual versus what was the event itself? So, Lisa, I want to get back to this concept of isolation. Under COVID, so many of us are just isolated. What's your advice to someone, specifically a young person, who's trying to navigate these emotions of isolation while dealing with these difficult life events? You know, I would say anything they can do to find a sense of connection will be really important and really powerful. And I know we are all so tired of using digital technology as a way to find a sense of connection. You know, now there are new possibilities for getting together with people. People can be vaccinated. They can be masked together and have a sense of safety. And so what I would say to people is to start reaching out to find others that you can feel in meaningful connection with. And it doesn't have to be big groups and it doesn't have to be a lot, but we all need people to talk to because part of how we keep events from becoming traumatic is to process them in language that so much of what happens when we have a huge, horrible thing occur and we need to bring it down to size and find a way to live with it is we do that in talking with people. We do that in constructing narratives around what we've been through. And it's a fundamentally therapeutic thing to talk with somebody about what you've gone through or what you're going through, even if that person's not a therapist and even if they really don't say much back, to say the words about what one is having happen in one's life, what one's going through, and then to have an empathic, compassionate listener tune in and say, I hear you, or I have felt the same way, or that sounds awful, that will do a great deal to reduce the experience of feeling traumatized or overwhelmed or deeply isolated. There's an entire generation of kids that have been bookmarked by tragedy. There was September 11th, and now 2020, 2021, you've got COVID. What do you think the lasting impact of trauma might be on this generation, specifically as they're entering adulthood? They're voting for the first time, going to college, entering the workforce. I think it could go a couple ways. It's been a very you know, hard time. And I think 9-11 really was a loss of innocence for a lot of people. In the U.S., we really were not familiar with having things happen to us in our nation in this way. And I think a lot of people have felt like that was the beginning of things feeling quite a bit harder historically than they had in the time before it. And I also think that young people are appropriately looking ahead, feeling like, wow, there's a lot of climate disruption. There's a lot of political disruption. There's a lot to feel tense about. And so what it will come down to are the resources they can pull around them, having good people to talk to, having a sense of being able to make meaning of things. And then if people have access to resources, and not everybody does, so we really need to think carefully about who's got resources and who doesn't, there is some quite remarkable and actually very promising research on what we call post-traumatic growth about the ways in which going through hard things can really expand our capacities and expand our humanity. 
So one way that young people who are watching these things go down and feeling a bit overwhelmed by them, sometimes it creates opportunity. You know, there are things that have become available in the pandemic to people that weren't available to them before or life changes people made because of the pandemic that they were stalling on or they were waiting. You know, I'm going to do this in five years. So that can happen. It can change one's sense of relationship to others, having a more powerful connection to people because you've gone through something. It can also confer a sense of strength. It can give people a sense of, if I can go through this, I can go through a lot. If I can handle this, that difficult boss like is kind of small potatoes compared to dealing with the privations of the pandemic or the challenges that are going on. Even though I'm sure they never wish they'd had to gain that capacity, they do get that capacity. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be back with Dr. Lisa DeMore, psychologist and co-host of the Ask Lisa podcast. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the Recount Daily Pod, a podcast from The Recount and iHeartRadio. I'm joined by Dr. Lisa DeVore, my good friend and psychologist, as well as my co-host on the Ask Lisa podcast. We're talking about how to cope with trauma. A lot of people don't really talk about stress and trauma openly. What to you as a psychologist are the signs that you need help? Put things on a continuum. So stress can be good or bad, and it's just part of life. 
So I would say most people, especially if they think about stress as a good or bad thing, and it's going to cause them to grow because it requires adaptation, most people with good coping resources or committing to good coping resources should be able to manage their stress pretty effectively on their own. Then we get into, I'll call them little t traumatizing experiences. So not necessarily rewiring the nervous system, but enormously difficult and basically stress with a very negative valence. So like the pandemic, I would say for everybody, this has been stress with a very negative valence and we've needed to really up our supports and up our game around how are we coping and who are we with and how do we take care of ourselves? Then there's the question of capital T trauma. So I would say someone who has little t trauma, this has all been very hard and they know they are not able to cope with the resources they have, they should definitely get help. They deserve help. They warrant help. And actually, help's never been easier to get because now clinicians, myself included, we're all working online. And so we can take care of people much more efficiently than we used to. And now there's work afoot in state legislatures to license people across state lines. So even if you live somewhere where there's not easy access, that doesn't necessarily mean now that you won't be able to access a clinician to work with. Then there's capital T trauma, the rewired nervous system. Anyone who goes or has the experience of capital T trauma deserves help and they deserve specialized help to help them re-rewire their nervous system. Because if you have experienced a capital T trauma, it really makes your life hard. It means you are waking up in the middle of the night with horrible nightmares. It means you're having flashbacks. It might mean that you are turning to substances or withdrawing from people to try to shut down those experiences, to try to minimize the intrusive nature of feeling so traumatized. And it becomes, this is what we call post-traumatic stress disorder, which is really just a matter of intensity and degree. But if you're feeling like you went through something awful and it is making its presence known in your life in this very visceral and miserable way, absolutely get support. And I would say get support from someone who specializes in working with trauma because it's really of a different order than good solid psychotherapy for things like depression and anxiety. You know, relationships with parents can have such a lasting impact from your childhood. If you have a traumatic experience as a child, how could it affect you in adulthood? It can depend a lot on the kind of the trauma. So say a whole family goes through a terrible car accident and maybe even something horrible happens, like a family member dies. So it's terrible, but what will really matter is how that family pulls together and operates in the wake of it. And it could be both horrible and also there could be a lot of growth that comes from even an event that bad. Things that are isolating, things like childhood abuse, things where um, a person is made to feel really torn between how they're being treated and feeling badly victimized by their family and also, of course, being dependent on that family. These are the people who care for them. These are the people who are supposed to love them. Situations like that that are both isolating and then also put a child in the crosshairs of a terrible dilemma about how am I supposed to feel about these people who both feed and house me, but also mistreat me. Those are the things that can really be very hard to work out over time. That said, the work around trauma and the work around helping people to metabolize traumas, come to a different place about traumas, is probably some of the most exciting work in the field of psychology and psychiatry. It's where we are making the most breakthroughs, having the most insights, where there's the most activity in motion in terms of just where people really need help and where the help is getting better all the time. So we talk about it more than we used to. We understand it far better than we used to, and we're able to help people far more effectively than we have in the past. 
What do you think the impact of physical and social isolation is on child development? And do you think there'll be lasting impacts of COVID on our mental health? Is it too early to tell what might happen from what we've been through? I think everyone will be changed. I think that that is a done deal. Wow, that's a very bold statement. I know, right? I think there's going to be a before and an after for everybody when they talk about the pandemic. What I want for people is that they got enough support through it and they have enough ability to think it through, create a narrative, gain some perspective on it that they can grow once this is behind us. I think in truth, we're going to see a lot of suffering that continues. And that will be both because there are some people who went through especially horrible events in the context of the pandemic, either because they were impoverished or exposed in ways that other parts of society weren't, or we're going to see people who were fragile coming into the pandemic and maybe holding on by their fingernails. And then the pandemic was just dropped on top of that and made functioning really hard and really pushed their demands on their psychology past a point that they could really handle comfortably anymore. We've got to pause. We can take a short break, but we'll be right back with Dr. Lisa Demore, psychologist and co-host of the Ask Lisa podcast. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock Technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
Welcome back to the Recount Daily Pod, a podcast from the Recount and iHeartRadio. I'm here with my good friend, Dr. Lisa Damore, psychologist, and my co-host on the Ask Lisa podcast. We're talking about how to cope with trauma. Is there any early research right now in the psychology community about mental health and COVID? What do we know? We are seeing higher rates of depression. We are seeing higher rates of anxiety. In kids, younger kids, we're seeing higher rates of obsessive compulsive behaviors. In adolescents, we're seeing higher rates of eating disorders. So we're seeing a lot. It is worrisome. It's also worrisome as this thing drags on. You know, we need to get to the after so we can start to do cleanup. And we're able to do more than we were a year ago. But the longer this goes on, the more work there will be to get things back to where they should be. You're not somebody who's really anti-technology, which is what I love about you. You're very open about social media. What do you think when you talk about the role of technology? Kids are growing up with more access than ever before. You're seeing the bad news, the tragedy. It's on their Instagram feeds, TikTok. Is that a bad thing? Are you worried they'll become numb to the bad news because it's constantly around them on social media? I think that's something we have to be mindful of. And what's interesting, and we do see this, is they can become both numb and hypersensitized at the same time, which it seems like you couldn't do it, but you can. So if there is this constant sort of barrage of really grim headlines, I think kids and grownups can kind of get to a place where it all just becomes a blur of misery and we don't really sit with them one by one because we can't. You know, I think we're very intuitive emotionally. And I think, you know, there are days when we're like, I'm just going to zip through these headlines because if I actually try to take in one by one what these mean, I'll be a puddle and I have to go to work. I think that that happens. At the same time, and this gets to that rewiring thing, we know especially visual content can be very, very upsetting. And I would even say teenager and honestly, Rena, adult, watching a video that might get posted of something really, really dramatic and violent and upsetting that may involve loss of life or, you know, something really terrifying, that taking stuff in visually does not give us the padding that language is so good at doing. It is just a full-on visual assault. And so sometimes then kids will be traumatized by what they see. They will think about it all the time. They'll have a hard time not thinking about it. They'll go looking for information about it to see if they can get their mind wrapped around it. So that's what I would have parents be very, very cautious about is what are kids seeing in addition to what are they reading and hearing about? I know stress and trauma is such a heavy topic, but before you go, is there anything that you could tell us? that would give us hope on this topic for people going through it or who might not know they're even going through it? Absolutely. You know, when I think about where the divide is between people who go through very hard things and people who remain traumatized by something, for me, what it comes down to is can they get perspective on the experience? Can they look back on the experience or look at the experience and have a way of understanding it that lets them make meaning and maybe draw growth from it. So as we go through these hard things, as we watch you know, very painful stories unfold around the world, what perspective can we gain? That is what we know helps people to get through hard things. And at best, and this is as good as we really want, helps them to continue to grow in the context of very difficult times. Three big takeaways for me from you today is find your tribe, people to help you get through it. Know that there's a pre-COVID and a post-COVID and we're all going through it. No one's exempt. And then also to hear you say this, that very important lesson about the value of finding meaning that can also help you deal with a difficult situation. Absolutely. 
Well, I'm so grateful for your advice and your expertise. Go get the books. They're so good, untangled and under pressure. Lisa, so grateful for this conversation and to have you here, my friend. Rena, thank you. Always a pleasure to be with you. And now to the look ahead. Here's what else we're watching today. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky is in Washington meeting with President Biden. The two are expected to discuss Ukraine's sovereignty as Russia continues its territorial aggression in Donbass and Crimea. They will also talk energy security and tackling corruption. Turning now to Israel, where you'll no longer be considered fully vaccinated with two shots of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. Israel, which has a vaccination rate of nearly 80%, now requires its citizens to have a booster shot. The largest piece of Mars rock will be unveiled at the Maine Mineral and Gem Museum. Coming in at 32 pounds, the piece is the world's largest intact Martian rock to date. Have a fantastic morning, everyone. I'll see you back tomorrow. This is a Recount Daily Pod, a podcast from The Recount and iHeartRadio. Our thanks to my fellow co-host, Dr. Lisa Damore from the Ask Lisa Parenting Podcast for being on the show. And if you like this episode, I hope you'll subscribe to The Recount Daily Pod and leave us a rating on the Apple Podcast app. I'm your host, Rena Ninen. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.